welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. So I, I sensed in my heart we should do one thing before we get into the, the main thing for tonight. And that is go to Mark 11 and verse 23. And we want to act on this scripture before we go any farther. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. You know, the Bible says it's doers of the word that are blessed. And so we want to do this scripture tonight. In Mark eleven twenty-three, Jesus said, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain... And you can put anything in there. Whoever says to this body, whoever says to this problem, be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he will have whatever he says. So this is the Lord teaching us here. Whosoever shall say, we can do that, right? And shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, Jesus said, you'll have whatever you say. This is an interesting verse of scripture here. It's like, don't let it go over your head. We're, we're, the Lord's teaching us some powerful things here about how our Father operates and how he wants us to operate. Now, we'll, we'll never be like him and we'll always be his children. He created planets. We could change things in our body. That's what he's saying here. If there's a mountain in your life, Speak to it. If there's a problem in your life, speak to it. Or if there's something in your life you just want to see continue to be good, speak to it and say, you're going to stay right. You're going to stay good. The Lord's telling us here, faith in our heart and speaking words out of our mouth concerning what we believe in our heart will cause things to show up in our life eventually if we don't give up and quit. It's very important what you're believing and what you're saying. So... How about, if you don't mind, now if you don't want to stand up, that's fine, but if you'd stand up with me, if you can and want to, we're going to speak to some things tonight before we go any further. According to this verse, we're going to say some things, okay, primarily towards our physical bodies. Now, Jesus one time spoke to a fig tree, and he said, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever, and his disciples heard it. And they came by the next morning and the fig tree was dried up from the roots. And they said, Lord, they freaked him out. They said, Lord, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus said these words right here. Have faith in God. Whosoever shall say, whosoever, whosoever. Say, I'm a whosoever. Whosoever shall say and doubt not in his heart, but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. So the Lord's teaching us here how to fix things that are broken how to maintain good things that aren't broken, and how to stay in a a level of victory and blessing by using your heart and your mouth, your spirit man. So let's just say a few things to our body. I I think it's really appropriate right now that we would just speak to our body. Say this with me if your heart agrees with it. Body, Body. my body, body. I'm talking to you. you. According to Jesus, Jesus. if I say certain things, And believe in my heart that what I say comes to pass, I'll have whatever I say. Body, 
I call you strong. Immune system, I call you very strong. Blood, I call you perfect. Bones, I call you healthy and strong. Liver, kidneys, stomach, pancreas, I call you blessed. I call you working great. I call you strong, healthy, protected, and very blessed. Brain, I call you strong and healthy. Eyes, ears, nose, mouth, I call you healthy, strong in Jesus' name. Lungs, respiratory system, hear me, I call you strong. Free from defects, free from dis-ease. I call you working perfect. Oxygen levels, I call you high and healthy in Jesus' name. I call every part of my body, veins, arteries, blood vessels, strong, healthy, blessed. Blood, I call you consistently healthy in Jesus' name. I call my entire body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet healed by the stripes of Jesus, protected by the blood of Jesus, strong forever as I live my long, happy, satisfied life here on the earth and of course, when this mortal puts on immortality, forevermore, perfect strength, perfect health, perfect blessings in Jesus' name. Say this. Just say this. Look down when you're saying it. Disease, I resist you. I claim immunity. I claim protection by the blood of Jesus. I dwell in God and he dwells in me. No evil shall befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. I am blessed in Jesus name. Now you have a soul which is comprised of your mind, your will and your emotions. Your soul is a part of the inner man. Your inner man is a spirit made in the image and likeness of God. You, you have a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Let's say a few things to our soul tonight. Say this. Soul, soul. I call you blessed. Call you and you, you just might want to put your hands on your head or your heart or however. Just say this. Soul, soul. You're, blessed. you're blessed. God has not given me the spirit of fear, spirit of fear. but of power, of power and of love and of a sound mind. I have a sound, calm, well-balanced, disciplined mind because the Bible says so. I have the mind of Christ. Jesus restores my soul. Jesus strengthens me. Jesus 
with strength in my soul. God keeps me in perfect peace as my mind is stayed on him. I am careful and anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, I let my request be made known unto God and the peace of God guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Soul, I call you strong, full of peace, full of joy in Jesus' name. Guarded by Almighty God. Soul, I call you blessed in Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, what did Jesus say? If we, but whosoever shall say and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. That's the word of the Lord. So praise God. You can be seated. Just doing some spiritual business tonight. I'd like you to turn in your Bible to Ephesians 6. Then we're going to read verse 18. Ephesians 6 and verse 18. Paul just talked about believers putting on the whole armor of God and uh, standing against the wiles of the devil, not giving in to his lies and deceptions and not giving in to his fears and anxieties and saying no to those things. So he talked about putting on the whole armor of God. And now that you've got the whole armor of God on, in verse 18, he said, praying always. Um, Just going back up to verse 17. This is the last piece of the armor, or the second to the last piece he talks about. He says, believers take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all kinds of prayer and supplication, which is definite requests. Praying in the Spirit. And that has a whole bunch to do with praying in tongues. And then he says, as you're praying, be watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. All right, I want you to notice the the phrase for all the saints. He's telling us here what to pray for. The New Testament tells us specific things we should be praying for. All right, now there's things you may pray for that aren't 100%, you know, word for word in Scripture because you got a need or you got something in your life. But these are, this is, these are Scriptures telling us exactly what we should be praying for. And there's heavy duty reasons why we should be praying for what the Lord tells us to pray for. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Do you ever think about why, why pray for all Christians? Why, why pray for all believers? Well, whether you realize it or not, we are the only connection to God that unbelievers have that are in this world. We have avenue for God to work in us and through us to these people to where their lives can be saved, set free, delivered when they're in trouble. Strong church means strong ministry to hurting people. Strong believers means strong ministry to those that are sick. 
strong believers, healthy believers, prayed for believers means great effectual ministry toward other people who aren't believers who need help that the world has no cure for. Do you realize that we are Jesus in the earth? We are the body of Christ. And the better shape the body of Christ is in, the better ministry the body of Christ is able to give out. One of the best ways to pray for non-believers is to pray for believers that are around those non-believers. Because greater is he that's in the believer than the problems that are in their life. And the more developed we are in faith and the more developed we are in love and the more developed we are spiritually to be able to minister to people that are in trouble, the better off they're going to be. So do you see this? The better shape believers are in, the more help the world's going to get. Because I don't know if you realize, God's not running errands on the earth. He works through his people. He delegates. He works through his people. And the better shape we're in, the more healing they're going to get. The better shape we're in, the more deliverance and miracles they're going to get. And so I think one of the reasons we see right here, Paul said, praying for, okay, you got all the armor of God on. What should we do now? Pray for all saints. Why? Because the better shape we're in, the better shape the people around, well, the better shape we're in, the, the, the you know, better off we are. But the better shape we're in, the better shape people around us are going to be in because we're going to be able to effectively minister to them on a higher level. We need to be praying for believers all the time. We need to be praying for all Christians everywhere all the time, especially in your own town, your own church. We need to be focusing. God, I pray for believers. I'm praying for the Christians right now because the stronger the Christians are, the more people are going to be healed of COVID. The stronger Christians are, the more people are going to be delivered and they're going to see miracles and they're going to live and not die and they're going to declare the works of the Lord because the more strong believers there are, well, the more healing there's going to be in the land. All right, so go to Romans 8. Romans chapter 8. Look at another scripture here. Very similar. God wants his church in tip-top shape. And he says, pray for that to be. Pray for that to happen. There's certain prayers we're going to pray tonight from the New Testament that are going to help believers greatly. Look here in uh, Romans 8, verse, let's see, how about verse 26? All right, you see there where it says, likewise, the Holy Spirit also helps our weaknesses. And here's one of our weaknesses. You ready? We do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Stop right there. He didn't say we don't know what to pray for. He said we don't know what to pray for as we ought. We might know some generalities, but sometimes there's underlying issues that need to be prayed about, invisible things that need to be prayed about that we need the Holy Spirit's help on. You know what I mean? We see a problem, but there may be some underground reasons for that problem. If we don't get to the underground reasons, that problem will not be fully fixed. We may say, oh, Lord, heal them. But maybe there's some things that led up to the sickness that need to be dealt with. Well, this is where praying in tongues comes in. This is where praying with the help of the Holy Spirit comes in. All right. So he's saying the spirit of God is going to help our weaknesses. What is that weakness? We don't know what we should pray for as we ought. There's specifics and details at times that our minds don't know about, and we're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit to pray these things out, to get problems fixed at the root so they don't come back. Anybody like that? 
And then he says, for we know not what we should pray for, but, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. And that's not apart from us. That's helping us pray with groanings which cannot be uttered, which includes inarticulate speech, which actually includes praying in tongues, if you dig into the Greek. Now look at the next verse. Now he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for who? What's all this about? The Holy Spirit helping us to pray. What's he saying he's praying for? Helping us to pray for all saints. Or another word we could say all Christians. Why? Because it's a huge deal that the church be in good shape. It's a huge deal that God's people are strong and healthy and blessed and overflowing with ministry. This is a big deal. This is life saving. One of the best things we can do for lost people is pray for Christians. Oh, did you hear what I said? One of the best things we can do for lost, dying, crying, sighing humanity is pray for all believers or all saints or all Christians. Saints simply means someone who's born again and received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Guys, are you seeing this? Why would, why would Paul say this in Ephesians? Why would Paul say this here in Romans? Because it's huge. The Holy Ghost wants to help the church because the church is the only connection the world has to God. They're not even going to get saved if they don't hear a preacher. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, but how shall they call upon him whom they've not heard? How shall they, how shall they call on him whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? See, God designed a system where you can't even get saved without hearing a preacher. Because you can't get faith to be saved if you don't hear the gospel. The anointed word. Well, all saints. This has got to be important. He's, he's wanting all saints in really good condition. When believers are strong and healthy and prosperous, our fulfilling the great commission will be way more successful. I say, I'm going to say it again. When believers are strong and healthy and prosperous. And how, how, how can we help believers become strong, healthy and prosperous? One way is pray for them with the help of the Holy Spirit. Right. Knock out hindrances, why it hasn't been flowing properly. Help them in areas that they've been weak. Lift them up as they're struggling. Hold on to them while they're under attack. Praying for one another. Why? Because the stronger we are as believers, the more ministry is going to go out from our churches to people who need help. God wants His church healed, strong, blessed, prosperous, heavily anointed, and we can help by praying for all saints. Let me say it. When believers are strong and healthy and prosperous, our believers fulfilling the great commission of going to all the world and preaching the gospel will be way more successful. I want to pray for all saints tonight. I want to pray for our brothers. I want to pray for our sisters. And I want to mean business. I mean, it's time that the body of Christ grow stronger spiritually, stronger in faith, and learns how to be overcomers. Hmm? I said it's time for the body of Christ to mature spiritually, to be strong, to be healthy, to be blessed, and we can help by praying those things out tonight with the help of the Holy Spirit. It's time believers get victories. It's time believers get above the problems and storms. Number one, because we love them and we want them free and help. 
our own lives. We we need to believe that the body of Christ is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And pray and believe that it's happening and declare it's happening. Now turn to John 17. John chapter 17. Jesus is praying in John chapter 17. It's all red letters. And it's a very interesting thing. He prays in verse 6 through 9. John chapter 17, verse 6 through 9. Jesus said to the Father, Father, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me. And they have kept your word. Next verse. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. Father, for I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for these men that you gave me, the disciples and others that came to him. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Now, when he said, I don't pray for the world, he's not saying he doesn't care for the world. He just realized, Father, if this world is going to be reached, those that are already my followers and disciples need all the help they can get because they are the only Jesus these non-believers are going to see. You follow me? Jesus knew. He said, you know, I'm going to pray for the men you gave me, for Father, the men you gave. I'm I'm not going to pray for the world, but will the world be blessed? If the men that God gave Jesus are in good shape, oh yeah. (laughs) The better shape the followers of Jesus are in, the better shape those we're called to minister are going to be in. And the Lord knew this principle. So he said, I'm not praying for the world, although the world was going to benefit greatly from the answer to this prayer. He knew, the Lord knew, the best way to pray for the world is to pray for the church and the Christian to be so strong that their ministry and their preaching to the world is on the highest level, most effective. Praying for all saints. I don't know how many Christians are in this valley. I don't know how many churches are in this valley. A lot, praise God. But um, I want to start right here in the valley. I think one of the first groups of people within the Christian community that we should pray for is pastors and church leaders. Because praying for them will affect their congregations. Just like praying for the government leaders. You know, he says, pray for all men, for kings and all that are in authority. Well, one of the best ways to pray for all men is to pray for leaders who have power over all men to make decisions to help or harm. So when we pray for our government leaders, we're praying for ourselves because their decisions affect us. Right. When we're praying for our leaders, we're praying for our children, right. our grandchildren. One of the best things you can do for your children and grandchildren is pray for government leaders. Because yeah. if they could do good on their own, why would the Lord tell us to pray for them? Right. We talked about that last week a little bit. So I want to pray tonight for pastors. I want to pray tonight for Christians in our church, in our valley, because the better shape the Christians in this valley are in, the better shape this valley is going to be in. I mean, 
You could have a few Christians releasing good things and through prayer, or you can have a bunch of Christians releasing powerful things through prayer and through you know, their attitudes and their words of faith. I want as many Christians in this valley as we can get speaking faith, rebuking disease, praying in tongues, believing God. Why? Because the more believers in this valley that are doing that, the less chance disease has in this town. And so we're going to pray for all saints tonight. Now, um, before we get into these scriptural prayers that I have down here, I've got like 10 New Testament prayers that we can and should pray over all believers. But before we even go there, would you just join with me as we pray for a few moments? Um, I Actually, you know, I think we're probably, what time we got? 7.41. Tell you what, before we sign off on the broadcast, let me read you just a couple of these prayers that we're going to pray. Now, these are New Testament prayers. You can read through your New Testament and find these prayers. Holy Spirit inspired. Paul already prayed these. Others already prayed these prayers for Christians of their day. And they got these prayers from the Holy Spirit. And I believe the Lord wants us to pray them at times today for us and for others. So let me just read you a couple of these scriptures before we go off air and before we start praying here. Um, in Romans 15, 13. And I'm going to give the overhead projection this time to put this up here. Romans 15, 13. Here's a prayer that we can pray for all believers. Look at it up on the screen. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, what would that do? God of hope filling you with all joy and peace in believing that you might abound in hope by the power of the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's a good prayer to pray pray for people. Uh, That'll smack depression right between the eyes. When that prayer is answered, all joy, all peace. Please put it back on the screen one more time. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you might abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray that in just a few minutes tonight. All right, go to Ephesians 1, verse 15 through 21. This is another New Testament prayer inspired by the Holy Spirit. Paul said, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all saints... Do not cease to give thanks for you, Ephesians, Christians, making mention of you in my prayers. This is Paul's prayer for the church. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. How many think a revelation of Jesus Christ just might change everything? It changed a terrorist into an apostle. Remember when Jesus uh, appeared to Saul of Tarsus who was persecuting Christians? Well, he went from persecuting Christians to wanting to die as a Christian, if that's what it took. Because he got a revelation. See, Paul's praying what he knows works. Paul knows firsthand what a revelation of Jesus Christ will do for you. What will it do for you? It'll change everything. He said, I pray for the Christians in Ephesus and Grand Junction, wherever, that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
Next verse. The eyes, believer, of your understanding being enlightened. One translation says flooded with light. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. What's he called you to do? What's the powerful expectation in that? And that you might know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. These are just amazing blessings that will just revolutionize your life. Next verse. And he said, I want you to know by revelation what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. How many think that'll change your life? A revelation of the exceeding greatness of God's power available to believers. What kind of power are we talking about? We're talking about the power of God that casts out demons. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Raising of the dead if the Lord leads, right? The power of God. He said, I want believers to know you got power beyond anything this world could do to hurt you. Any disease, demon or epidemic. You got power to slap it down. Cast it down in Jesus name. I want you to know this, believer. I mean, when believers get this revelation, we're going to see a lot of healing starting to spread all over the place. A lot of diseases put down. Huh? This is why we need to pray. These prayers and other prayers and in tongues for all believers. Because when believers start getting these things, the devil might as well just go to another planet. Because we are occupying until the Lord comes. Are you looking at this? Pray that you would know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of God's mighty power. I want you to know this power. It's the same power he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And he said, this power is available to believers. We need a revelation of this. It'll change everything. And in this power raised Jesus from the dead, seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every demon power and every name that was named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. That's a New Testament prayer that can and should be prayed for all saints of our time, our valley, right here. Look at Ephesians 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 21. Another prayer that we're going to pray for all saints. Paul said to the church at Ephesus and all of us today, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That God the Father, believer, would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in your inner man. What did that do for you? <laughs> you talk about strong, not afraid, powerful. These prayers are Holy Ghost inspired. Keep reading. Strengthened with might by His Spirit. Can you go back to the verse, please? That He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might. What does that mean? Let's find out. Through His Spirit in the inner man. What happens when you're strong spiritually? You overcome a lot easier. Yeah. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, believer, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. I mean, no, that'll change your life. When you get a revelation of that love of Christ and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And I like the next verse. It's now unto him, Paul said, that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. 
Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Oh, boy. It's time to pray for all saints. Look at a couple more before we sign off here. Philippians 1, 9 through 11. Philippians 1, 9 through 11. Paul said, in this I pray that your love, believer, may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. I mean, that'll change some things growing in love. That you may approve things that are excellent and that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. That's a great prayer. Look at Colossians 1, 9 through 14. Another Holy Spirit inspired prayer for the church. Isn't this great? The Holy Ghost gets us all these prayers already. Paul said, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and ask you that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, church, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. The King James says with joyfulness. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. What a prayer. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11 through 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11 through 13. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you. And may the Lord make you to increase and abound in love to one another and to all just as we do to you so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all of his saints. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23 and 24. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. Another Holy Spirit prayer. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts. And establish you in every good word and work. Mm. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. In every way. The Lord is with you all. <laughs> Isn't that powerful? We can pray these for our brothers and sisters. We can pray these for ourselves. Do you think that will do anything to the state of the church? Yeah. Yeah, it'll make us so powerful. Um, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 and 21. Hebrews 13, 
I'm almost done. I've got two more here. Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Oh, glory to God. In 3 John verse 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Praise the Lord. Okay, we're going to sign off now on the online crowd. See you later, guys. See you Sunday. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 